Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, B.C. For the next hour, you and I are going to discover some great jazz, including some on the fringes of the genre, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. There have been a lot of books and essays written about Duke Ellington, his life and his music. One could find out so much about him just by reading his critically acclaimed autobiography, Music is My Mistress. But rather than repeating so much of what we can so easily find out, I'm going to play his music and talk about him from the perspective of one of his former composition students, a fine pianist, composer, and educator named Louise Rose, who lives here in Victoria, B.C. And right now, you're hearing Louise performing an Ellington tune. This is from Herman's Jazz Club in Victoria with Kelby McNair's Victoria All-Stars. Features Miguelito Valdez on trumpet, Roy Steiff saxophone, Joey Smith bass, Kelby McNair on drums, and Louise Rose on piano and vocal in a mellow tone. In a mellow tone Feeling fancy free I'm not alone I've got company Everything's okay The live long day With this mellow song I can't go wrong to live get this if you're more and grown something's gotta give just go your way and laugh and play there's joy unknown I win a mellow
Louise Rose from Victoria. I asked Louise how she ended up studying with Duke Ellington. She stated that it all started in her late teens when she was studying with Oscar Peterson in Mississauga, Ontario. That'd be in the early 1960s, which is a story in itself. Let's hear Louise's account. Oscar Peterson suggested I, I would benefit from working or studying with with Duke Ellington, and and what I studied with Duke Ellington was composition and arranging. Of course, there would be a high demand to actually study with Duke Ellington, probably the most prolific composer in America's history, having written over 3,000 songs, many of which are still played today. So Louise had to audition in order to be able to study with him. There were three sets of auditions in New York. There were some amazing, amazing people who... Wanted, who wanted to study with him? Who wouldn't right. want? Who wouldn't want to study with him? In any event, I was in the third set, and I decided that I, I knew what what I wanted to play for my audition piece, and the woman who played before me played the song I wanted to play for my audition piece. Oh, dear. Her name was Natalie Hinderis. You know, if I could have disappeared, I would have disappeared like a piece of slime. Honest to God, she left the piano smoking. I mean, just mm-hmm. smoking. Mr. Ellington was sitting in row nine, in the middle. He walked all the way to stage, uh, stage left, down the aisle, across the stage, to Natalie, and he put his arm around her and said, you sure do play a lot of notes. <laughs> and I, that was my cue, uh, I, was my cue. So my audition piece was Prelude to a Kiss. Louise passed the audition and ended up studying with Duke Ellington for five days per week for a number of years. Here is a Duke Ellington recording of that piece that led him to select Louise to be one of his students, Prelude to a Kiss. This is a recording that Ellington did of this song in 1953 on Capitol Records uh, with Wendell Marshall on bass. Butch Ballard drums and the delightful piano of Duke Ellington. Prelude to a kiss.
the piano of Duke Ellington, Prelude to a Kiss, one of his amazing compositions. That was Louise Rose's audition piece for the Duke. And normally when you're auditioning for a jazz event, ballads get ignored in favor of music that is, on the surface at least, more flashy. So what contributed to Louise taking that risk and playing a ballad for an audition? It's something she learned from her studying with Oscar Peterson. One of the one of the things I learned with Oscar is that many musicians mistake a ballad as being slow. But the ballad when played by someone who understands the ballad has tremendous energy because it's always moving forward. Always. And so so if, if the tempo is here, people say that's slow. But when you divide the beats, it is moving like stink. I want to play a ballad now that does move like stink. Louise had asked me in our interview what my favorite Ellington composition was. I struggled to answer. But now, if I were asked, I'd consider this next one. Florette Africaine, or Little African Flower. This version Ellington plays with Charles Mingus on bass and drummer Max Roach from the Money Jungle album of 1962. <laughs> 
Austin described that tune, Florette Africaine, as a vision of a beautiful flower blooming, seen only by God. As Louise Rose illustrates here, Duke Ellington was a composer whose music always meant something, and that certainly came through in his collaborations with Billy Strayhorn. And I want to encourage and excite other people to think about how Ellington and Strayhorn became this musical couple. What it, what was it? Uh, um, and if you listen to Take the A Train, or as they call it in Canada, Take the Train A, in the club where I was playing on, the, on my break, the, the manager came over to me and said, you know, you play that way too fast. And I said, excuse me? And he said, the A-Train is a local. You're, tr- you're playing it as if it's an express. Interesting. <laughs> Didn't even occur to me. And it is. If you take the A-Train, it's going to take you a moment or two to get where you want to go because you don't get there in a hurry. And the text says that. Well, maybe it isn't that fast, but it is the quickest way to get to Harlem. This Sarah Vaughan version from 1967 probably captures the spirit of what Louise Rose is talking about.
Sarah Vaughan, take the A-train. I asked Louise Rose about Duke Ellington as a teacher and how this has influenced her own teaching. It was, it was a serious school. He was a serious man, had clear ideas about the importance and, and, and even the sanctity of, of this art form that is still, in my view, unfortunately less regarded by my classical colleagues. And I want as much as possible for my students, those students I am privileged to teach, to understand the sanctity and the depth of music that was crea- created by by people who, by many people who had no idea about music, but they knew about music. Here's a tune that Ellington wrote for his trumpet player, Cootie Williams, and he called it Concerto for Cootie. Later words were added, and it became do nothing till you hear from me. From 1940, with Cootie Williams soloing on muted and open trumpet. Thank you. 
That recording demonstrates what an amazing orchestrator as well as composer was Duke Ellington. That seemingly simple melody has an unusually complex structure, and the dynamic contrasts, the loud and the softs in the performance are truly exquisite. Let's hear another version of the tune. This is with the later lyrics, and this performance is by Victoria's Great American Songbook Trio, recorded at Herman's Jazz Club in Victoria, with our guest today, Louise Rose on piano, Joey Smith on bass, and Kelby McNair doing drums and vocals. Do nothing till you hear from me. Thank you. 
true I've been seen with someone new but does that mean that I've been untrue over the words in my heart how I feel about you some kids may cloud my memory and other arms may hold a thread but please do nothing till you hear it from me hey and you will but please do nothing till you hear it from me and I'll in Was Duke Ellington like as a person, Louise? A womanizer, a bon vivant. He was devastatingly handsome. Mm -hmm. I mean, devastatingly handsome. And he was a hard worker, a chastiser. You know, the first assignment I didn't do, we had a, a my first assignment was a two-part invention of, of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And, I, you know, I thought I could do that in my sleep. Not only could I do it in my sleep, I could go out and come home and, and then do it. And I was not prepared in the morning, and I was grounded for a month. What do you mean grounded? I mean grounded. I was 20, 22 years old, and I was grounded. I could not go out anywhere in New York. I could go, and and I was I was staying with relatives who lived in the Bronx, and it was clear. I leave their house. I go to school. I leave school. I go to their house, period. This was all on Duke Ellington's orders. Absolutely, uh. <laughs> absolutely. And what that what that taught me what that taught me was, do the work first, and then go play. And from looking at Ellington's own life story, it sounds as if he had to learn that lesson as well in his early days. He claims he was spoiled rotten by women in his family, including his five girl cousins. James Edward preferred to play baseball rather than practice his piano. But once he got to high school and discovered that girls gathered round him when he played the piano, that spurred him on, and he never looked back. Let's hear another classic recording by his famous orchestra from 1940, Cottontail, a tune that has become a jam session favorite. <laughs> Thank you. 
Duke Ellington from 1940. That was Ben Webster doing that tenor sax solo, Cottontail. This week, I'm featuring Victoria singer-pianist Louise Rose, who studied under Duke Ellington, and I spoke to her in March of 2022 at the Victoria Conservatory of Music, where she's teaching. Here's some more from Louise, where she talks about her relationship with music and why transposing by hand is so important to her, something she learned from studying composition and arranging with Duke Ellington. I always had the sense that I was treated fairly. I was expected to do the work. And sometimes I did the work well, and other times I just, I struggled as an arranger. I still struggle as an arranger. One of the exciting things for me still is when I go on a holiday to the souk, to Point No Point in Souk. I don't take my composition program with me. I take my manuscript paper my pencils, fine erasers, and I write. And all the transpositions are done in my head. It is another, I think one of, it can be one of the most important parts of being a composer. My sense of music, Larry, it's what I wear. It's like a garment. Not only is it like a garment, it's who I am. I must be intimate with it. Here's an example of one of her arrangements. It's from the only commercial album, at least that I'm aware of, that Louise Rose recorded. From 1978, live from the Belfry Theatre in Victoria, the opening number, a very different interpretation of a Seals and Crofts tune. I'll play for you. Louise Rose. Say that I'm your friend See my life begin and end 
Live from the Belfry Theatre in 1978, a great but hard-to-find album. Time for one more clip from Louise and one more Duke Ellington tune. What are some of the most inspiring musical moments that you've had with the Duke? Most inspiring? When I heard God is 
that's in the second sacred suite. Unfortunately, there are few musicians I know who talk about what it is that sustains them in the difficult times or even the joyful times. And so often what they do is write about it. So the sacred suite, number one, and, and, and number two, uh, seem to me to be Duke Ellington telling us there's something deeper to him than we might otherwise know. And it's a way of, of, of uh, coming out, if you will. Finishing up with a best-known tune from that sacred concert, Heaven, performed and recorded in 1969 with uh, Johnny Hodges on saxophone and Alice Babs vocal. My name's Larry Sademan. This is Discovering Jazz. Next week, we'll talk about Oscar Peterson, and Louise will be back to talk about her experience studying with Oscar. Bye for now. And uh, now Miss Alice Babs uh, returns this time with Johnny Hodges to explain that heaven to be is just the ultimate degree to be.
Sweet.